Aloha. Aloha. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Wisdom Dialogues, coming to you from Hawaiian Paradise Park on the beautiful big island of Hawaii. Yay. <laughs> ah. You can say that the only thing you can do in the world is observe it. That's really all you can do about it. Let's say that's all you can do about it <laughs> instead of in it because it's not really in it. All you can do about it is observe. You know, it's the witnessing of everything that allows the unfolding to occur. It's only the witnessing of it. So, you know observing is enough perceiving even just perceiving without observing perceiving meaning you don't realize that you're the observer of it you think you're in it perceiving is just uh, leading to more pain and suffering whereas observing is undoing what causes the pain and suffering. So there's some benefit, though, too, in perceiving because it brings about the pain and suffering that makes our minds willing to be the observer. Because that's a fearful thing for the mind to just be the observer. The mind wants to have control of this. So there's a lot of defensiveness around that. So it takes suffering because of stubbornness, because of stubbornness in the mind. It takes suffering to be willing to see how we're causing our own suffering and perpetuating it over and over again. So you got to be glad for that too, you know. It's like, uh, uh, it's like it's part of the unfolding. There's nothing out of place. You know, like when you feel sad, let's say, for another person's suffering, it's not really that which you feel sad about in the first place. The sadness comes from the original thought of thinking that you separated yourself from reality. That's what you're sad about. But projecting it for someone else who's suffering is helping to perpetuate the suffering. It's not undoing it. And it's not only perpetuating it in their mind, it's a perpetuating it in your own mind. See? It's kind of like helping them to perpetuate it. And, you know, from the ego's point of view, whenever someone exposes their suffering to you, they want you to help perpetuate it. And people don't realize that. Like, people will go, this, per this person is so fucked up, he did this and this and this, and the other pe person will go, oh yeah, that is fucked up. That's helping to perpetuate it. It's like saying that it really is real. And it's, a, it's not even in the words so much, you know? You could say that's, oh, that's fucked up. People say that a lot of time, joking about it. It's in the energy field. It's in the energy of it. 
So if you're, if you're agreeing that that person has that kind of power, you're agreeing that there's an actual threat and you can feel it when you agree that there is a threat, it's a sense that it's, it's projected. It's a projected sense of disharmony. It's a projected sense of vulnerability. Like, too bad we have to live with these fucked up people in the world that we put there so we could see what's going on. So we could see how to heal ourselves. And I like to come back to healing. What, what is it? You know, what is, what is healing really? But a change in the mind. It's a change, it's a shift of perception, a, a, a shift of the perspective from the perceiver to the observer within the dream. So the dream, the, the dream image of you doesn't have that kind of power to make you feel upset. You give it that power. And the whole world is an image of your mind. Not just your body. Your body is the sense. How you sense the whole world. The sensory, you can call it a sensory projection. The whole world that you perceive, you perceive through the body, which is receiving information from the mind. So when the mind makes a shift, everything shifts. Starting with the physical body, everything makes a shift. And the projection is right now. So it's not like you're going to be able to work, 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 and get the projection to change. That's not how it's going to go down. It has to be a mental change. And that is what's occurring. I mean, you see it all the time if you're looking for it. You pay attention to that and you start seeing it. And you know, you guys, it's a dream. So it's like whatever we're paying attention to, that's what's going down in a dream. Nothing's really happening. It's actually projecting now. So it's like you start looking for those shifts, like noticing, just in noticing those things, you know. Wherever your attention goes, that's, that's it. And, you know, don't get, don't get stuck on, oh, my God, everyone's such freaking zombies in the world. They're never going to change. I'm never going to get through this. You know, you have to hold that realization that, of course, they can be changed in an instant because it's your mind projecting. You're not seeing them as they are. You're not seeing anyone as they are. They come to you as a representation of what you want to see. 
So you want to see people who are beyond help, let's say. Even people who are so sick, they're like in the hospital, they look like they're dying, they look like they're going down, you know. You don't have to buy into that because it's not true, and healing can happen in an instant. So it's like holding, that, holding it open for healing to happen, holding anything, anything can um, transpire in any moment, just holding that open. And you know, it's, it allows for that whatever is necessary to occur on the surface, because even the miracles work in the world, miracles work in the world, so someone can be healed who's on their deathbed even, they can be healed in an instant, you know, even on the physical level, because there is no past, and everything can transform in an instant. It's just that we're so trained to believe that it can't. So we're automatically kind of like, um, it's not really unconsciously, but it's kind of like below the surface of what you're perceiving in consciousness. There's all this upholding that idea, that cause and effect in the world, like something just can't just shift in an instant. You know, like we have to see this whole process. They're getting worse, they're getting better. And you know, I gotta tell you guys, since I started looking at that stuff like that, like, like especially within my own field, what I perceive of my feelings and stuff like that. Like when I start to feel like I'm under the weather or anything like that, just in applying that, it's like things move really fast. They're just out. Because I don't give them any weight. See, what people do who go through these things, like these big healing crises, sometimes people call them, or detoxification people call them, um, who are going through these things, they'll get something, like they'll get a headache and start blaming it on the things they did last night. It's not from that. And you know, it's okay if, you're, uh, if, you, if it comes out of your mouth. If it comes out of your mouth, you know something, you just notice. That's what it is. Or it comes out of another person's mouth because any mouth that comes out of it's for you. It's your own mind playing out. Isn't that fun? So it's like that's that's the reason why the headache is the reason the reason for the headache is for is the thoughts that attack yourself because basically those self attacks and that means uh, attacking another person too. But I'll tell you what, if you find yourself attacking another person, it's because you attack the shit out of yourself, but you don't see it. Okay, because it's just, a, it, it, it's just, it is yourself, again. All right, you don't see it. But those self-attacks self all get played out on the body. It's always a self-attack. It doesn't matter what it is. Anything that's like sick, pain, um, disease, it's all from attacking, from coming from your own thoughts. Okay? And, and look, I like to point out too, when I say your own thoughts, still, they're not really your own. You're, you're not thinking. Thoughts are given to you. Thoughts are, are coming through kind of like on a ticker tape. And, you know, you're either perceiving them or observing them again. So you're either perce perceiving those thoughts as if, you know, these thoughts are real and meaningful. 
or you're observing as if they're passing, they're just crossing your mind. So what's going on is there's a lot of this kind of like unconscious buying into whatever's coming across on the ticker tape, okay? Um, same thing with, with things like aging. We make that up for ourselves too. We make that kind of stuff real. You know, we, we think that, you know, of course it's going downhill from here. I mean, that's what you hear. I think, uh, what's the peak? 30? Uh, that, that's a, that, that's, that's the story. That's a story. I mean, I, I'm just, I'm just repeating what the story seems to be. Um, uh, you know, the story arises in the mind. It's like, it, it's like you, you acknowledge that that's not true instead of making it true, you know. Just in acknowledging that's not really true. I mean, any use any age you want, you know, whatever it is. Because there's a decline at a certain point, that's a thought against yourself. There's a decline at all. <laughs> you can't decline. <laughs> so it's, it's like... And, and, don't, and don't be concerned with, you know, the, the idea because the illusion is going to show you images as if this is happening. There is no body. It's 100% projected by the mind. How can it age? Besides, we think it can. That's the only way it can be. It's not possible for that to happen any other way. Aging and moving toward death. Right? That is a make-believe thing. It's something that we made up, and it's not our fault. It's not a guilty thing. And we're responsible for it. <laughs> like, right now. <laughs> like, all the time. Looking at other people and saying, they look like shit because they ate like that, is an attack on yourself. Again, you're giving power to cause and effect. Just, just watching. Just watching. Not making anything wrong. I love that about myself. When I see myself doing something, it makes me laugh. I love that about myself. You know, I see myself get triggered and then act on a trigger. I love that about myself. And to the friends involved, thank you for playing. <laughs> It just needs to be way more light and playful. And then it won't take so long, too. <laughs> it's taking it all serious that makes it seem to last forever. Yeah, it, it, it does last forever, because forever is the end of the world, right? The end of forever is the end of the world. It's not eternity. But as long as there is a perception of a world, it's lasting forever. <laughs> the pain and suffering, it's lasting forever. Because once the mind's completely purified, there is no perception of a world where pain or suffering or conflict are even possible. The, there's, a, there's no perception. There's just seeing what's really here. And it's nothing like this. We can't conceive of it. You can get a sense of it. You can, get a, you can get a sense of what it's like, but you can't conceive of it. Because the perception makes reality seem so much different. 
there's all this inequality. And I'm not talking about, you know, people getting treated shitty and some people getting... We got that, too. But (laughs) old, young, uh, fit, unfit, healthy, unhealthy. We got all this inequality. Strong, weak. We made it up. Whether you feel, uh, you know, guilty for what other people in the world starving or suffering or something like that, or you feel guilty for leaving the fridge open and letting all the food spoil, it's the same. It's the same thing. You know, one, one, one kind of guilt seems noble. That's what I get. Like one kind of guilt, this is noble. I feel guilty because those, it's virtuous, right? I feel guilty because those people over there, I hate having low gas prices because that means other people are suffering. You know, I hear kind of, the stories kind of like, uh, yeah, we shouldn't have it so good over here when the other, and it's like, how will suffering end suffering? How will that happen? It's like we need more, that's the ego's way. It seems like it's virtue. It always seems like it's virtue, too. How will we end suffering by suffering more? I saw that when I first came here to Gaia Yoga, and I, uh, I hung out at Gaia Yoga when I first came to the island, and um, met a woman there. She's like, and I was, I was saying, isn't it just so gorgeous here? You know, I just got here and I was like, oh, I just love this place. I'm still like that. This place is amazing. Uh, it's so gorgeous. And she goes, yeah, but I don't feel like I deserve it. You know, I don't feel like I can do this. Well, there's all these people suffering in the world. You know, and and, you know, at that time, I told her something like, well, you know, your joy and, and your appreciation get spread to the world. You know, it gets spread throughout the world. That helps the world. Yeah, if, you're in, if you get inspired and you're moved to go to another country and give some aid to people or counsel or whatever it is, you'll know because you'll find yourself doing it. <laughs> In the meantime, <laughs> right now, you could say the will of God for you is joyousness. It is to be at peace with everything that you perceive because it's all for you. But the ego would keep you tense because that's what keeps the ego in a sort of existence. (laughs) That's what keeps its world projected. It's got to be held up. And it takes a lot of energy to hold it up. That holding up the world is what manifests this tiredness and tension 
And we're all doing it so that we're all, you know, we're all doing it so we all find ourselves going to sleep at night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. This is just the false awakening, the mortal dream, right here. Yeah. We launch into our private God-made dream. We're the God of our dream and our sleep. Always going. The mind is always working, always churning up new stories. It's amazing how fast they come. You just be laying there and, oh, there's one. Oh, okay, and then feel back in your body. Oh, that doesn't matter. Oh, there's another one. Next thing you know, you're in one for 10 minutes. You're like, oh, shit, okay. <laughs> it's like, whoa, they're just coming fast. And they tend to grab you. They tend to like hook the energy. It's like they grab you. But it's really that you are interested in them. That's why they can grab you. Because you got some, gave them some power. You got interested. It went dancing by. And you said, ooh, that one. Ooh. I want that one. What is it that's dancing by, though? Thoughts. Constantly. It's like they're coming, a, they're coming across the screen of your perception. You know, the thought. It's kind of like, the, the way I like to look at it is like ticker tape. Like if, as if it was written, you know. Um, and it's just like being offered. It's like these different streams, um, threads. You get on it, you get interested in it, and then it starts turning into other stuff, right? It starts going. And it's like you follow a trail. It's like you're following this trail, this thread. And then there will like, not be any space in between those threads when there's unawareness. So it's just going from thread to thread. Most people are completely living in their mind. It's just constantly going from thread to thread. To thread. They're not even aware of the body sense. So it's like it, the, it's the awareness of the body sense that brings you back from that little journey. Each one of those little threads is like a journey you go on. You start following it, right? I mean, it, and, then, and then it's like it, once you're back, you're back. You're just, you're back. It might be a strong one and keep on pulling you in. Then it takes more focus. But each instant that it comes back, that's like a mini miracle going on where things are, things are undoing themselves. These threads are, are losing their... Um, energy, the energy that you've given them by making them, them meaningful. Because it's like you have awareness of all the thoughts in the universe in any given moment. But there are certain ones that are more interesting to you. So it's kind of like they're offered across your perception. You know, you're, as a mind, you have awareness of all the thoughts that are available. And then those are just being offered. Mm-hmm. 
That's great. That's a very transformative um, period, let's say. So she asked about um, feelings. When feelings come without any thoughts, it's just an intense feeling. There's not even a thought associated with that. That's great. That's an undoing in itself. Just let there be the space for that feeling to be made manifest. I went through that too. I think it was like 2013 or 15 or something like that. Um, whoa, they would come on strong. Whoa. I mean, I, would, I, I remember telling my husband, oh my goodness, I'd be in the kitchen or something. And all of a sudden something would hit me huge. And I'd be like, oh my goodness, that is intense. And I, it, it seemed like, you know, something was terribly wrong. But I was sure that it was just a passing feeling. And I, and, and I even, even remember commenting, there's no thought with it. It's just a very uncomfortable feeling. So what your habit has been is to go looking for thought to justify the feeling. Okay? And, and what your mind was able to justify the thought really fast. So then you would just be in it as if it's real. See? So your mind is opening up, some things have been undone, and there's not that quickness to justify the feeling now. So now there's just a feeling. You know. Oh my God, fuck all that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 Because, because that is super transformative. You don't need to run away from that at all. Run right into it. Okay. Let it burn you. That is holy fire. Let that stuff do its thing. It's, all it is is a feeling. How can it hurt you? It's not going to hurt you. You know, it's like, it's like, just like, let it get big, let it wash over you, because that's like cleansing your mind. That's the only way to cleanse your mind, is through experience. That's experience. When you stop running from that stuff, and you're letting it, it burn through, you're going to start seeing, you're like, oh, okay, now I don't need to be afraid of anything. Now I really, because that's all it is. That's what, that's what I found out. When I was giving birth to my third son, I was like, it's all sensation. It just tuned me into, this is all sensation. That's all it is. And if I can have an experience of a painless birth, then there's no reason for anything else to be painful. Okay? Because, you know, as, as big and as intense as that emotional thing is, if you ever gave birth, you'd, you'd probably go, this is a lot more intense than anything I've ever felt. <laughs> okay? <laughs> so, that can be painless. That means any feeling. And, and you know, the, the pain is fear. That's the other part of it. Pain is fear. You're afraid of the feeling. That's all it is. So once, you're, once you move through the fear, it turns to an excitement. And you're like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, it's kind of like you're in yoga and you get like, 
uh, some spots it's like really sweet. You're like, ah. And, and some parts, you know, it's like kind of confronting. You know, it's kind of a confronting thing. But, but it's, it still has the same kind of uh, moving the energy the kind, kind of effect, you know. So it's like allowing all of it to just be what it is. You know, it's okay, it's sweet. Ooh, this is really confronting right now. And, and just feeling into it, that's all. I love all that stuff. I think it's fun how, how we set stuff up. Like, we even have like a, a spiritual community talking about grounding so you don't get into these energies and stuff like that. And it's like, you guys, there is no grounding. You're, you know, when you take away the pieces to the puzzle that the, like, that, that the mind uses, it kind of looks like pieces to the puzzle, the way I see the mind just putting it all together. There is no fucking ground. There's no ground. <laughs> you know, uh, it's like you can ground in yourself. That's all. So whatever it is that comes up. And for me, I kind of have a knack for it. You know, I get caught off guard sometimes, but I kind of have a knack for it where it works a lot, you know, because I, because when something comes up where there's some kind of energy, like someone's um, angry or something seems scary or anything like that, I'm automatically grounding within myself. Like, just like there's a, a, a sense like everything's cool however it goes. Okay, I'm ready. Here I am. I'm ready for whatever wave it is for whatever emotional wave it's going to be. And physical is the same, so it doesn't matter. You know, that's why, you know, like, like when a police officer um, does, a, does a kind of uh, action that try, make, try to make me scared, like he's going to hit me or something like that, um, I just stand there. Because it's the same. It's the same to me. Physical, emotional. Oh, this is getting good, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, had men, it's so funny, sometimes men get mad at me, it's so cute, uh, and get mad at me, and get right in my face, and come yelling at me, and like this, like they're going to get me, and I'll just be standing there, and I'll be like, okay, okay, thank you, I'm hearing that you're angry right now, you know, and, and it's, it's like, there's a sense that, oh my God, he's going to hit me. And then there's not a reaction to that. <laughs> because of what it all is. And I know I can't get hit unless I need to get hit. So there's not like trying to get away from that or trying to get out of that. It can't. You can't get hit without your authority, let's say that. It would be really awesome. Oh, that's really awesome. Thank you. Same thing with a car accident. That's the same kind of thing. All those are manifestations of the mind. It's not a drunk driver. We started that thing with drunk drivers. Mothers against drunk drivers. Drunk drivers don't kill anyone. That is ridiculous. This is a ridiculous thing. Another thing that sounds so virtuous. 
Okay, drive safe. Stay safe now. <laughs> Stay safe. And it looks like it, sound, it, it sounds so virtuous, you know, like uh, be responsible while you're driving. And it's like there's another thing. Responsibility in the world. It's not a thing. We only make that up. You know, the ego might misinterpret this to say, Stop reading your seatbelt, drive 100 miles an hour, or something like that, you know? That is not what it is. It's not about trying to change your behavior. Just noticing all the guilt being put on ourselves all the time by our own mind. That's a guilty thought. Drive safe is a guilty thought. You know, I wondered why, when I was younger, and someone would say, drive safe to me, I felt a little bit dirty. You know? I just get this feeling like, this, it's a, that's just a little bit off. I don't know why. I don't know why. But there's something off about that. It's kind of like, be good. So Sam Williford, when I went to see him at the end of our meeting, he goes, Drive crazy and take chances. I'm like, thanks, bro. <laughs> yes. Okay, I recently had the experience of being in someone's presence who is difficult to be in their presence. Great. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And and I was having an experience of like showing me. All of these hidden ways in which I was not in acceptance of myself, or I'm playing this game of self-criticizing. Yeah. Um. And what I hear is I'm not doing anything. Nothing's happening, and it wouldn't even you think of just proving I'm happening. But when I get to this kind of allowing space, where I'm just like, okay, this is just my own unworthiness coming to meet me in the form of this person seemingly reflecting how I fuck up all these different ways sometimes. Uh, it just naturally happens that that person goes away when that time's up. I don't have to do anything. Yeah. See, I get stuck in this little space where I'm like, should I just be like, actually, I don't want to hang out with you. Like, this sucks. Or is that just, it's like, I, I kind of get stuck. It's like shifting gears. Like, in between the gears, like knowing when to push and release with that one. And then I'm like, well, you're not doing anything, Haley, so don't worry about it. God, doesn't it feel like you're doing something? It feels like I'm letting myself just be around someone too long that it kind of feels bad. Yeah, you don't need to have a question about it. Just the, just the observing, it's like your mind already works it out. Yeah. You know, just, just by observing. Just like keep on observing the feeling and then watch when it moves because it moves on its own you're not making the decision to move mm -hmm. the mind moves on its own they went away. nice yeah. that's and the mind like, like, <laughs> it just keeps not happening. 
Yeah, it was, it's, not, it's not a necessary thing. It's not necessary. Why would they need to hear that it feels like shit to you to hang out with them? Right? Yeah. Is it, if they, it's like if they, need you, if they need you to say that, you'll say it. That's, a, that's how it goes. So Yeah, you well, you know, if you feel like you don't want to hang out with them, you just acknowledge that and then watch and let me get like a curious game. Watch watch how it unfolds, watch how it plays. That's all. It could go anyway. And you know, don't hold anything against yourself even if you know you get triggered and go, "You know what? I hate this shit about you and I can't stand you and I want you to get the fuck out of here." You know. <laughs> You're so funny. I made you into a dick dickhead, so I don't see that I made myself into a dickhead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> yeah, you can just play. You know, just just relax with it and have fun. And enjoy, enjoy the show of yourself too, you know. I can get kind of uh, sharp sometimes, especially when it's someone who's uh, close to me. You know, I get kind of sharp and go, that's bullshit. That's just complete meaningless shit, you know. Yeah, well, it's not up to you what you say. You know that. So it's not it's it's just not up to you. But you know, anytime you have the experience of saying it, even if it's not with the person right there, it's like the experience because your mind can't tell the difference between what you think is real and what you think is unreal. You think the world is real and your thoughts are unreal, but it really, you know, there, there's no difference to your mind because it's all unreal. <laughs> So when you when you have the when you have the thought, God, I wish I would have done that. Let yourself have that feeling like you did say it, because it's all a feeling. Because it, because there is no past anyway. So it's like, oh, what would it be like if I did say it and feel that? I mean, that's a it, it's all feeling. It's a feeling journey. So. You can have any feeling that you want at any time. You just imagine it, and it's a, and you got it. You know, it's it's way different because. And here's the thing. Here's why I would suggest that to you, because you're making this thing about oh God, I wish I would have said said that into a habit. Okay, so this changes the habit. So you're like oh God, I wish I would have have the experience now like you did. And then you get into the habit of having, you know, it's all habits. So then you find yourself saying whatever it is that you wanted to say. Uh-huh. Because that, that is the habit. It's the same thing with anything, you guys. Um, money, for instance. You know, you, you get detached from the idea of trying to get what you want in the, mani- in the manifestation. Because that messes it all up. You know, you got to be detached from that idea. But this feeling about, ah... Fuck, I don't have enough money. Let yourself feel like you have all the money. Allow it. It's a feeling that's available to you. 
Just in allowing yourself to feel like you have all the money. It's a habit. Again, you got to be detached from the outcome, though. That's the thing. People aren't. They think they're going to use this to get more money. No, it's not like that. You're getting a feeling of abundance, which becomes a habit. (laughs) You may or may not see money come, but there's a feeling that feels like a lot closer to how you actually are. Okay? You feel abundant. That's a lot closer to your truth. Okay? It's the abundance, you know, it's not really a feeling, but in a dream, it's the feeling. So, allowing yourself to have that, not for getting anything in the future. You know, not for getting anything in the future. It's a, it's, there's so many symbols of that, too. It's like people do things to get something in the future, but that the thing is that it's all feeling that's unfolding. It's the feeling that's unfolding. That's what's making all the habits. That's what's making all the habitual thoughts is the, this um, holding on to an upset feeling and the holding on to it is done out of an idea that you're going to get rid of it that way. And it's just the thinking has to go to the complete opposite of how the world's thinking is for healing to happen. Because when you're focused on a thing like, like uh, say, money, for instance, it could be your body, it could be partnership. Um, when you're focused on a thing like that and it being missing or it needing to be improved or anything like that, that's the feeling that's going forward and making the perceived future. It's basically you're making up the perceived future. You know, you're not, that's not a, that's not a creating thing. Creating is something completely different. You know, this is a, this is how the mind projects. I'm talking about projection now. It's projecting off a feeling and making all these foreseeable futures right now. So it's like when you, when you use thoughts to try to get out of a feeling, you're really perpetuating that feeling. So, you know, if you've done a lot of work, like, you know, some of that spiritual work you were talking about, Marley, um, where you're trying to get away from that feeling, you've given that feeling a lot of power, a lot of energy, because by trying to keep it away, it feeds it. That's feeding it. That's all you have to, to share with thoughts um, which are in relation, relationship with life force energy. You're either giving them life force energy or you're not. <laughs> so you've given them your power when they're really strong like that. You've just given them your power saying, I don't want you. Now you're coming back stronger. Okay. So when they come back stronger, it's like, yay, there's another opportunity. And it is really so kind and gentle because they keep on coming back stronger, those energies, until you just have to face them. You don't have another choice. It's like forcing an awakening. And in this point in time, everything is accelerated. There's a a sense of this quickening. You know, people are going through it as far as just waking up. There's a lot of people just waking up. There's a lot of people that have been awakening for a while. 
um, and just having this intensity. And that's a big part of what's going on on the world stage. You know, this, this symbol of what's going, on, uh, what's going on in the mind. The world is making that symbol, you know. The people are so fearful that they're frozen and not even, and, and not even questioning the authority that's telling them that they have to suffer, they have to sacrifice to get to better days. Sacrifice will never bring better days. That's the thing. It can't, it can't work like that. It doesn't work like that. That's the collective belief being played out. It's really uh, right there, right in front of us. It's like everyone has to sacrifice right now. That will not get any, anyone where they want to go. Yes. Well, you're you're looking at uh, what you're what you're viewing is a collection of self-belief. So, none of the people that you perceive as you perceive them are like that at all. Okay, and what you're viewing is a projection too. It's like an, it's like a relationship. So, what you're viewing when you're viewing that energy, that's an energy that's also being projected. Okay, from, from another point of view, so another structure of thought. We're all the same one, but it's like we're looking through different lenses. So we have a different structure of thought, okay? So what you, what you perceive of me is my thoughts about myself, okay? So you're perceiving that, and you're, and, and you're perceiving it from your point of view, that's your thoughts about yourself. So you're seeing me in a different way than anyone. Everyone who ever sees me sees me completely different, right? So, so it's like our energies are playing like that. Our self-belief is intermingling like that, okay? So there's a, there's a major, like a lot of us, when you say collective belief, it's like a lot of the perception going on from these different thought structures are in the same kind of thought matrix together, if you will. So it's like there's a thought matrix that, that contains a majority of the people, and then there's, a, and, and then there's like a, a few, not very many, who are actually seeing that this is going on. And then there's more popping, though. There's more looking and waking up and waking up to this. And, you know, the things that seem to be occurring in the world, too, are major catalysts for people. You know, having these perceptions are getting, are getting like people to just pop and go, wait a second, what have I been doing? Believing all these lies. This is basically, it's basically everyone has set up the system to manipulate and deceive everyone. And that's the, that helps to hold up the world. So we just keep on making stuff to hold up the world. We made a system that looks just like our belief system. It's just like right out there in front. Okay, everyone has to sacrifice now. You know, you've heard that before. Um, there's been certain presidents that talk about 
okay, now everyone has to sacrifice. That's just our mind. We believe that. We believe we have to sacrifice now for something better. And, you know, I hear it from, like, say, a college student. I got to do all this stuff right now so I could do it, so I could get better. See, the thing is, if you find yourself in college, it's not a problem. If you find yourself really busy and stuff like that, that's not a problem. It's just recognizing that this is the only moment. You cannot sacrifice in this moment and get a better moment. That's not going to happen. It's not going to be, be like that. But you might see an illusion, and you know we all have, because it's meant to show that these kinds of cause and effect work. Oh, thank goodness I went through all that. Um, now I'm here. And, you know, the thing is, you don't have to sacrifice means that there is no, uh, there is no thing, there's no thing that can steal your happiness. There's no thing. And, and you know, there's not any kind of pain that you have to do. There's no, there's no oppression that you have to succumb to. That's for sure. You know, that's another thing in the, uh, with the spiritual community, too, is like this idea that surrender means you should make sure that you're not scaring people and make sure that you do all of the compliant things. Make sure you put the poisonous hand sanitizer on Make sure you put a mask on. Make sure you stay a distance away from people. Stuff like that. You know, any of that stuff where you think that you have to, that's a test. It's like a test from the ego. Is there's a difference between succumb and being, some, being compliant to the world and surrender. You know, you can surrender in an uncomfortable situation, for instance. You know, you can be in a, like, like for me, for instance, I find it way more uncomfortable to appease people than I do to piss them off, than it does to piss them off. Way more uncomfortable. But somehow a lot of people are more comfortable appeasing people than pissing them off. That's just a lie to myself. It's like lying. Okay, I'll act like this because this is what you want to see. No, I'd rather let the chips fall where they may. <laughs> Be myself and let people figure it out. Yes? You don't have a choice in it. Yeah. Right. Right. Because, you know, you're trying to, even, even with, you know, A Course in Miracles, you know, it's talking about how, you know, you, you wouldn't do this and this and this to your brother or whatever. It's like, let yourself be freaking natural. It's true. If your mind was all purified, you, you wouldn't do this and this and this to your brother. I'm like, if I had to sit here and just 
Yeah. They might be like, this isn't like, if it gets said and spins another wheel, right. it's fucking eternity. Mm-hmm. Right, I hear you. Resistance, I feel like it's spinning a dreidel of resistance for eternity. Uh huh. Just let yourself get a breath and wa- and and let it go. Let it go either way. See, the the thing the thing is the thing is you still you still think there's a choice in whether. Yeah. So, so just let it. So this just let it do what it does. It, you know, let yourself be as authentic as you can be, and let that energy just play it out because, you know. If you're if you're holding yourself back on anything, that's just feeding the ego. That's just feeding more of it, and you, and that's why you're feeling like you're all clenched up like that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, just like be be more playful with it. Okay, I like that. Uh-huh. Yeah, just be just play around with it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this will be fun. Yeah. You know, and of course, anything you say, you can take back. You know, it's like. I want to be like yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> That's great. (laughs) Yeah, knowing that there's no um, right or wrong, there's no way to get it right or wrong, you know. And if there, if you are going to be spinning stories, just laugh. Make them comedy. Make them all comedy. You know, if you are going to be spitting them, why not? It's funny. My sister told me, don't you think you're ridiculous? And I said, we're all ridiculous. I think we're all ridiculous. Like, yes. Yes. <laughs> totally ridiculous. <laughs> I said, no, I'm not going to the airport to pick you up in Kona with uh, a guy that you hate and you want uh, him to be separated from your daughter. Uh, I'm not going to do that. Don't you think you're being ridiculous? Yes. (laughs) And I'm still not fucking doing it. (laughs) Like, no one's one's wrong. I'm just not going to go into that. (laughs) And, and, Oh, I want to tell you this fucked up thing about him, but don't tell him I'm telling you that. Okay, yeah, that's not for me. No thanks. (laughs) I ride with a different vibe. You know, and it's like, yes, people's feelings get hurt in that. Uh, that occurs. Uh, and you know, it, it, the thing is, when you have the perception of someone's feeling getting hurt, you can have compassion for that. It doesn't mean that you're supposed to do anything about that. Okay, there's no one for you to help. That's another interesting thing. There's no one there for you to help. Everyone is there to help you. Okay. They're, 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 they're helping you. So it's not like anyone, you need to teach anyone anything. They're teaching you. That's how it is. That's how it always will be. Until the end of the world. Then there's no teaching. Well, let them be the teacher. 
I started that out with my kids. Let them be the teacher. Instead of me trying to tell them about the world, let them tell me. Oh, really? Oh, interesting. That's how the government works. Okay. Thank you for letting me know. You know, instead of like, no, this is how it works. It's like this. I know this. I took two years of law school. And tell you. No, just let them say it. It's all made up. It doesn't matter. All those things, all those, all those rules and ideas, we're just using them. It's for convenience. We're using them for convenience. To make it seem like it's a reality with real cause and effect. And like we're really in these bodies that are susceptible to disease from stuff coming outside of them. Or inside of them. That's the other thing. That's been a big thing in my telegram groups lately is uh, the germ theory versus the terrain theory. They're both theories, aren't they? (laughs) And even if they weren't called theories, they have to do with the material world. There is no terrain There's no germ and there's no terrain. There's only the mind playing out self-attack, and that's the reason we see bodies get sick. So I you had mentioned earlier about uh, people getting disease. So like Bill Goldsmith talks about come judge by appearances, but judge by his judgment. Yeah. So you know he's a spiritual healer, so he was called to a hospital, this dying man, he's like turning gray. Respirator, life support systems, you know, the guy is like, you know, a goner. And he was asked to uh, do something. And so all he can do is just close his eyes to that guy and go within and create a space within himself to receive a spiritual invocation. And what he received, the, the voice spoke to him, and what it said was, Here is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. So that's really the truth about any illness or any evil person or whatever. We are just, they are a child of that God, that Father. And we put that person under the fatherhood of God that only sees his beloved son in whom he is well pleased. And so that's, that's not judging by appearances, but judge, judging by his judgment. And then you had talked about the ticker tape, the, the thought being like a ticker tape thing across your mind. Well, I've always thought of it as like clouds in the mm-hmm. sky, clouds going by. And so in the sky, you have the three phenomena. You have the blue sky, the space, you have the clouds, and then you have the sun. So the clouds are like thoughts. And what does a cloud do in the sky with the sun? It casts shadows. So basically, the thoughts that you think, the negative thoughts, are creating the negative effects in your world. You're just viewing your own shadow, the darkness that you are projecting onto the world. You are creating. There's no disease, death, or sin, or evil out there at all. It's totally your projection. And 
So a focus on healing helps to resolve everything and staying focused on it. Just a, you know, coming back to it from these places where it's an idea that something is unhealed. It's just, you know, looking at things from the perspective of it's all ready healed. And I'm just seeing it as if it's not healed. I'm perceiving and I'm viewing the, basically the manifestation of my own thoughts. When I perceive sickness anywhere. Or injustice, pain, suffering, anything. It's not sad. It's not sad. Nothing is a bummer. Everything that arises in the consciousness is for the same thing. That's why it's not a bummer. And it's not really occurring. You perceive someone suffering, they're making the suffering for awakening. They're just making suffering for awakening. They're not actually suffering. They're not actually suffering. That's why they don't need your help. You may find yourself physically helping someone. Yet that you can't help. You just—that's what it is. That's just how the story is being written. But when you get into a story about what you should be doing or should not be doing, then you're making a, a dream into a nightmare. See. It's fun. You see some suffering. You get a sense that someone's suffering. Realize that it's your own suffering. Get some compassion for it. It's a fun game. Okay, on to the next. And then the thing is, your energy is kept high. You're kept light. You're kept into a light state of mind. Okay? And and in that, it's like you're extending this Knowledge, this wisdom, this power, love. The only thing that can get extended. And it's constantly extending from you and letting it, letting it meet the separated mind. Let it meet with the separated mind. The mind that thinks it's separate. The sense that you are in a body, in a world. It's all in the mind, so it's all the way you're thinking about it. Yeah. That's all. You'll you'll feel it more. You'll be able to feel it more and feel the sensation of it more as you're able to see through the thoughts that are making it like you have to do something in the first place. 
Because what you're looking for, what you're looking for is silence, space between the thoughts. That's where all of the wisdom comes in. So you're just really looking for space there. So it's like when there's pain in the body, all kinds of thoughts start to circulate. So you're letting yourself get space between those thoughts, then you're going to be able to dissipate, see the pain dissipate and turn into something else. You know, you, it'll, it'll turn into, like I've seen it turn into like a, a good fuzzy feeling. You know, because there isn't any pain. There really isn't pain. There's a perception of pain, that's all. I notice just when I'm, when I'm sitting here, I'll get a perception of pain. Uh, not, not every day, but, you know, I'll get like per- perception of pain, like in my hip or something. And it's like, it does a thing, and then it passes. And then another sensation comes. And it's just like, you know. And, and one thing I learned in Vipassana meditation is that you can just sit there through all those because they're all changing. Those feelings are changing. You just stay there. It's, it is definitely changing. I mean, if you put your focus on your attention, to, of your attention, to where you feel the pain, you know, and just, and just sense that, um, you can sense that the feeling is changing, right? It's like changing. It's constantly moving. Do you sense that? There's, it's a movement. Yeah. Yeah. So even just when there's when there's pain, even just paying attention to any place in the body, uh, you know, ge- in general, it doesn't matter. Just getting the sense of how you feel. You're just getting the sense of how you feel right now. That's all. I mean, really, it's just the, the observation, um, the sense of pain, uh, discomfort, comfort even, pleasure, and just in observing that. And you'll see that, you know, as you, uh, as you move through the painful feelings, as you're able to embrace those painful, painful feelings and they become exciting for you, the, the pleasure, that, what's interesting is, you know, it, they talk about these opposite, like pleasure and pain. Like you have, can only have as much pleasure as you get pain because you're viewing it from an opposite. Here's what I experienced, though, is that there isn't any pain. There's just a sense of pain. And when you let the pain dis- dissipate where it is, it's like you uh, develop a certain kind of sensitivity where the amount of pleasure you can have goes through the roof. So it doesn't have to be on those opposites like that, you know. It's when, when, you're, when you're embracing the pain, because, you know, pleasure is, is more like who you are. That's in alignment with who you are. Pain is not. Pain is saying that uh, you deserve this, uh, some punishment. Maybe you have to sacrifice to get the pleasure. Uh, pain is not. It's a saying... Uh, saying that this is necessary because of, it's not necessary. I know it's not necessary and it's not because, so when I get a pain in my hip, I know it's not because I'm sitting here. And it's not because I need to change the position of myself right here. You know, 
Um, it's pain whenever it arises. It's one thing. It's one, it, it's one uh, projection of a guilty mind. And it's passing. Okay? And, you know, if, something is, if, if something's uncomfortable and you feel you're, find yourself moving to change that stuff, that's not a, a problem at all. That's not a problem. It's not. It's just in noticing that the sense of pain, any kind of discomfort, any kind of pain you find yourself in, it's an attack. It's an attack thought that makes that thing even seem uncomfortable. Isn't that fun? And you don't have to try to avoid it. You don't have to try to like, see, you don't have to try to control yourself. You don't have to try to make yourself into anything. You just observe. You know, it's, it's just an observing. I mean, there's, there's some times where um, it could get so intense to sit that I have to change the thing. I have to change the sitting. No worries. There's just an observation there. That's all. It seems like I got so uncomfortable, I had to change the way I was sitting. It wasn't because of the way I was sitting. That's the thing. You're not justifying the pain. Well, it's not really because of that. See? It's not saying you have to sit through it. It's not saying that. There's no need for that. I felt like doing it because I thought it would be interesting. Okay? Still don't try to make myself really uncomfortable. Like, for me, this floor is really hard. So I like to put a little, a little pad under it before my seat. Like, I get enough discomfort uh, sometimes... Uh, with just like the hip from sitting like this. Like right now I could feel it kind of like moving and changing. And, and you know what's funny is it'll change, it'll go pain and then it'll be like, ah, oh, and I'll feel it release. It'll be like, oh, ah, oh, that's nice. And it'll just change. Just like, just like life. And that's the thing. It's like all these waves. There's like waves of comfort, waves of discomfort. And you embrace all of the waves, embrace all the waves uh, equally, here's the thing. The pleasure increases, the pain decreases, actually. It's only if you're living in that, that, that 3D matrix mindset where you have to sacrifice this much to get this much. You have to, have, you have to experience this much pain to be able to experience this much pleasure. Well, the thing is, there is no pain. We're turning excitement into pain. It's like excitement, because this is like, uh, this, you could say this thought is detoxing, let's say. You know, uh, this uh, thought of, uh, uh, I don't know, being small, let's say, being unworthy. A thought is showing up as a pain. So, hooray, that's exciting. And it, gets to, and it starts to feel like excitement. Yeah, that's good too. Thank you. I love you. I was in I was in one yoga class a long time ago. It was Korean yoga, and they would do some wild stuff. Like they would um, do certain exercises to bring up pain, and encourage you to like ah get it out, like make sounds and stuff like that. And they'd go a chant 
I love my pain, I love my pain, I love my pain. Mm. People are like, really? (laughs) (laughs) I was even like, really? Hmm, that's interesting. You know, that was a while ago. I was, uh, before I moved to Hawaii, and I was just kind of like, hmm, that's really interesting. I love my pain. Hmm. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, you made it up. You might as well love that. You know, and it's like anything that you seem to do that you think, oh, I wish I would have done it better or whatever. You made it up. You might as well love that about yourself because you made it up. You know, whatever it is. Did you have something or was your hand just like flying around? Was it? (laughs) That's what I thought. (laughs) I was like, Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, not, it's not saying that you have to make yourself go through any pain. You don't. That's the thing. If there's a, a painful situation, a painful a person that's a pain in the ass, The only reason you're going to keep on bringing that person around is because you need to learn something from them. You can't help it. You can't help it. You need to to learn something from that experience. I mean, you, you, you might be learning through the experience of, fuck you, I'm not hanging out with you. You know? It all is for that. So it's not like you have to make yourself in a perfect way. You already are perfect, so you don't have to make yourself in that way. You're perceiving yourself imperfect. The more you allow yourself to be perceived imperfect and embracing that, I love that about myself, the quicker your mind will learn to be that benevolent reflection that you dream about, <laughs> that you dream about being. I mean, eventually that's the case. That is the case. But it doesn't come through forcing it. It makes it take longer. Okay? So being gentle with yourself and however you show up, I love that about myself. Because it's only the hating it about yourself that's holding it in place. So why not just love it? The more you love it, the more, the more benevolent your thoughts are. See? You see, how you, you see how you get in on these evil kind, demonic kind, you can say, thoughts that say that you shouldn't be that way. That's what holds it. You're not that way. You're perceiving it. The self is perceived. The self is something you made up. Self-love is, I love myself. No matter what I perceive about myself. You can't be saying you love yourself and then you don't like the jiggliness of your thighs, for instance. You know, you can't just take a thing out and go, I don't like that. Uh, when you want, when you see something that you think you don't like about yourself, that's a feeling. It's coming with a sensation. Get that feeling because you're pretending to not like something about yourself 
is just a way to distract yourself from the fact that there is no self. You made it imperfect on purpose. So it could seem like it's real. So you can get distracted by it and pretend. You made it like that on purpose. Loving it, loving whatever it is, undoes that whole thing. Because it requires your upset feelings to hold this thing in place. It requires your projecting upset feelings to keep this world in your perception. So you can see how just opening up to not having to be that critical, self-critical thing and not even being critical of the self-criticism, you guys. That's the thing. It just goes to silence. It goes back to silence. You use the thoughts given to you by the Holy Spirit to go back to silence. Because it's basically, you follow the thread that's leading to projecting, and you just come back again and again. You just get way more space. There's way less shit to think about. So I get this perception that I was a little bit too harsh with the sister. A little bit too harsh, you know. She told me this stuff and felt really triggered. And I, uh, and I go, that's bullshit. It's meaningless shit, you know. And she was just like, oh, so bummed out. Oh, my God. Next thing you know, I get a call from my mom. Your sister thinks you hate her. And uh, <laughs> so, I, so, so I start getting doubtful thoughts, doubtful about myself. That's actually where the work is. It's in that doubtful. Did I do it? Uh, did I do it right? Justifying all those kinds of thoughts that are coming at that moment. That's where it's at. It's not in following those thoughts. It's not in following them. And then there's space in between them. Everything's perfect. Nothing is wrong. There's no way my sister could have gotten the sense that I hated her unless she needed to get the sense that I hated her. There's no way. See... The, the world is always going to give a projection as if you're guilty. And we put people in place to push all the right buttons to make it seem like that. Uh, my, my sister ended, ended up texting me. I didn't read the text. I was, I was in a yoga sesh, and all of a sudden the, it started going off. With all these bling, 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 bling. Till my son comes in, he's like, what the fuck, Mom? Because uh, he's hearing it like I'm, I'm in a sesh on, uh, on Zoom. I have a Zoom teacher, right? And, uh, and then all these texts, bling, 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 bling. I'm like, I don't know how to turn that shit off. And he goes, uh, he just gets on my computer and he does it. I'm like, oh, thank goodness. I don't even know who's texting, right? So <laughs> I'm like, dang, I'm, pop I'm, I'm really popular. My, my yoga teacher goes, well, everyone just really must need your love and support, you know? 
I'm like, yeah, sure, okay, let's go back to yoga. And then, and then afterwards, it's like 90 texts from my sister. I just see the, the last one, and I can tell what everything else is about, so I don't need to see. Um, it's just like going off, like boom, 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 boom. I'm like, oh, okay. I go, all right, I just saw the last one. And I said, it's okay if you want, it's okay with me if you want to see it that way. It's all right. And then the next thing, and you know, I felt it too. I said, it's okay. Uh, and then, and then the, the next thing she says, Hope, I'm sorry, I didn't mean all that stuff I, I said. And I'm like, no worries. I didn't even tell her. I, I didn't read it, you know. <laughs> I'm sure it was some shit, though. I'm sure you were getting into some shit. <laughs> dagger, 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 dagger. Why even get involved in it? And I can go, ah, oh, yeah, well, fuck you more. <laughs> now I'm really not picking you up from the airport. <laughs> hey, Hope, will you pick me up from the airport? This would be the honest way to say it. Hey, Hope. Will you pick me up from the airport so that I can, uh, I can be in a car with you and my son-in-law and um, I can pretend to be nice to him while we both know he's a real fuck-up and I'm going to lie in the seat and I want you to lie with me and make sure that they get broken up. Um, no, thank you. No, thanks. <laughs> I won't be in on that game. <laughs> Right. Next thing you know, we're rolling, right? Hope, you gotta help me. I'm gonna bury this guy. He was he wasn't good enough for my daughter. <laughs> they they can't be right for each other, you know. They can't be right for each other because I've seen him steal and I've seen him do this and I've seen him do this. It's like, man, leave people alone. Let them have their thing. You know how much, I don't know if you guys get into this. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. You know how much energy goes into trying to help people to like get out of a relationship that you think is shitty? Mm-hmm. Or, um, or, cha- or, or do something like that, make, make the right decision. Stop eating shitty food, for instance. That's one of them. People start bothering their parents once they come over to Pune. They start learning about the Pune way, whatever one you got on. There's all different ones. And then they go back to their parents and tell them how fucked up they eat. <laughs> the parents are like, fuck, get out of here. <laughs> you guys are doing it all wrong. I learned this over here. You know. Is leave people alone. Let them have their life. Let them have the way they are, you know? Um, and, you know, that's something that I practice all the time because I live with people, so I know how it feels. You know, I know the feeling of it. That's the whole thing. Uh, you know, my son, one of my, my big son, he smells like Target, okay? He works at Target, and he also smells like Target. You know that smell when you get into Target? It, it hits me. I'm like, damn, this is nasty, but I'm going in. <laughs> it's like you know and he smells closer to that aisle where all the cleaning detergents are 
like, you know, that, that one that lots of people get, get all bent out of shape in the aisle. Uh, <laughs> so, so my son's over there, and I'm, I'm, I'm used to it. I got totally used to it. Like, I don't even, like, notice the difference anymore when I go into Target because I'm used to being around my son. So he's, he's over there doing his laundry with Tide or something like that. Um, and, the, and the whole place is smelling up with Tide. I don't notice it anymore. My friend's over, and she's like, oh, my God. Well, I'm like, oh, yeah, my son's doing his laundry. She's like, oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> I like she's choking and shit. She's like, no, I'm laughing. And she's like, no, really. And I'm like, okay, well, do what you need to do. So she like closed the door, closed the window, and and like and like sorry. And my son's like right there. He's like right around the corner, right. So I'm like okay. And then later on, you know, she's got a headache too. Later on, and uh, and, and like there's all kinds of you know there's all kinds of reasons you can give for a headache. I got this. I had this. I smelled the tide, or um, you know. But it's all the same. It's all the same thing. It, it's all just the. It's all just belief, right? Um, so my, a little later on, my son, uh, my son goes, "Damn, when your friend was here, and your friend was saying that shit, he's like, I was gonna come out and I was gonna say something. I was gonna say something like you're fucking full of drama or something like that. <laughs> but I didn't. And I go, oh well, you know." It's a thing. People go through that. People go through that. They, they get the, the concept about a thing, and then it's like messing them up. I just saw a whole show on it. It was called Stink. I saw a whole, um, it was a movie. I got invited for movie night. Whole show on how these chemicals are really bad for you, which, okay, fine. You know, I get that information. Um, it's like, it's totally natural the way it plays out. I just automatically, years and years ago, got rid of all that kind of stuff out of my house. Um, I don't go for it. But you know what? If that's my son's lifestyle that he wants to explore right now, I'm sure I'm going to be fine. I'm sure of it. It's, in fact, it's way more detrimental to my health to try to control or shame a person for their lifestyle cho- choices than it is for me to breathe Tide whenever he takes a shower and whenever he hugs me, too. <laughs> Sometimes he'll hug me, like, after he takes a shower, because then all the shit went on him. He got the underarm deodorant, whatever else, and it's, like, really strong. Sometimes he'll hug me, like, oh, fuck, you know? He's like, I know, Mom. I smell like the things you hate. And I'm like, no, you don't. No. I love that smell when it's on you. <laughs> I, I'd rather have a hug, with, a hug with all that smelly shit than to have him, you know, feel like he has to stay away from me. You know, it's like, yeah, forget about that comment. It just naturally comes out. No, I love it. I love you. Put your underarm deodorant right on me. I'll rub it in. <laughs> yeah, and then and then the little the little one, the one who's thirteen, he just smells like a farm animal because he doesn't take showers very often. <laughs> I get the best of both worlds. <laughs> I'm like, oh my goodness, you smell like a farm animal. 
And that's compliment. Bob, what's up? Yeah, so but now we have this real challenge with the vaccine. So A real challenge? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So then the people uh, what, you know, you can judge or, or put them uh, about diet or if they use tide, but now we have people that are taking vaccines. Oh, Bob, it's nothing. It's yeah. nothing. And then the people that don't take the vaccine, uh, they don't want to be uh, you know, exposed to the uh, shedding of the person with the vaccine. And the person with the vaccine doesn't want to be exposed to you, the person with not without the vaccine, because they think that you might have COVID. So, so now there's this uh, dynamic playing out in the isn't it so fun? It, it's just it's just fun and funny. I don't I don't feel a need to be away from people who took a vaccine. I go completely off of feeling. I do not try to mentate it because you know that the guidance is always that the, the guidance is always there. I just do not feel like I need to stay away from vaccinated people. But if people feel like they need to stay away from vaccinated people, they do. They do, because the mind is that powerful that it's going to start making changes in your reproductive system even. You know, the very same people, in my experience anyway, who have been talking about shedding since before people started even taking vaccines, they're the ones with the disrupted menstrual system. I have yet to hear from a person who wasn't on that bandwagon, having the menstrual destruction. <laughs> At first I was excited. Someone told me, oh yeah, my daughter went and hung out with some people and then she came home and then I started to experience all this weird menstrual stuff. And I go, oh, and you didn't even believe in the virus shedding before, did you? Oh no, I totally believed in it. I totally believed in it before. She said, oh, 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 okay, so, all right, so it's still the same. Everyone who uh, already believed in it is experiencing the menstrual thing, you know, people that didn't take the vaccine but were around someone who was around someone. The mind is that powerful to make illusions. There's no, um, there's no harm coming from any, any of these bodies and if you don't have the faith for it, don't try to make yourself prove anything. Like, don't tempt the devil kind of thing. Don't try to make yourself prove it. You know, I lived next to the geothermal for a lot of years. A lot of people would stay far away from that. They'd get all kinds of symptoms if they were next to the geothermal plant, right? I just tuned into myself, and it was like, you're fine. Everyone's different. Everyone's different. So, you know, if, if, it's, if, the, if it's no, you're scared, you know, let yourself be free. Don't try to make it so that you have to go through something. Okay, I'm scared of this, so therefore I have to do this because that's what's going to make you more fearful. And I thought, oh, it doesn't work because now I have symptoms ever have symptoms it's only because of attacking yourself it's not ever because of anything else nothing outside of you 
If you, get a, if you get a jab, it's completely benign. If anyone gets a jab, it's benign. No matter what you see, that thing was benign. It wasn't doing anything. They, whoever they are, don't have any power. It only seems that they, don't know who they are, have power because we gave them power. We gave power to that obscure they. But they don't have any power. We have all the power. Power to the people. <laughs> I, I, I heard a couple of videos. This one nurse wanted to test the viral vaccine and see what was in it. And she discovered that it was saline solution. I heard a couple of reports that they're giving people yeah, well, that's what, it, that's, what a sci- that's what you do in a randomized, controlled, scientific study. And, you know, that's what this appears to be, randomized, controlled, scientific study. That's what you do. Part of them get saline solution. Part of them get the other, uh, whatever that thing is. Yes? What? Randomized, controlled trials. That's what the vaccine... But people understand what they're doing. Oh, no. <clears throat> It's not disclosed. It's not being disclosed to the people that that's what it is. But he's just saying that a nurse tested a vial to see what was in it, and it was just saline solution. So some people are getting saline solution. Some people are getting the solution, whatever the solution, the solution, the tri- the, 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 the subject of the trial or whatever you would call it. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, if, if you, if, if you want to know about stuff like this, you can join my Telegram group. You know, uh, stuff, like, stuff like that comes out all the time. Uh, I just mean, like, like, has it been on Fox News? Oh, no, not, I, don't think, I don't think it's been on any news channels like that, you know. Um, yeah, I don't think so. No, that, that might, though. I mean, if he's talking about a nurse testing it, it could... But it seems like there's a, there's a lot of um, defenses, defenses put in place to keep it so that the media only discloses what you, what, you, know, you think you want to hear, basically. I have, and I think you could be right about that. I definitely have, like to make it like, oh, what's it gonna, what's it gonna do today? You know, um, it's just for me at this point in time, it's just a matter of being prepared, ready. You know, um, as far as whatever the energy is bringing, and being alert and uh, and aware of what's coming and present. <laughs> what is it, Marley? Oh, yeah, just, yeah, just being yeah. It's just like, you know, and it's like right now, and it's like, how do you prepare yourself is 
also now. So it's just a, you know, when you sense an upset feeling, let that be embraced right now. And that's all it is. It's just, it's just allowing all the things that are coming through to be what they are and to stop making them things by pursuing thoughts. You know, I see myself like this. I see myself moving off of center and going on a trip whenever a thread of thought comes and I'm following a thread of thought, a thought, any thought about the world. And so I'm careful, like whenever I'm into my activism kind of work and stuff like that, where when I'm, like when I'm doing a legal document, I'm careful to see that I am living in a dream. In fact, in fact I have a little sign right next to my computer where I do my work. Now, the miracle establishes that you dream a dream and none of its content is true. That's all. So it's like looking for miracles and expecting miracles. You know, you can get eager about that. What miracles will be performed today? What miracles will be performed? And then you see more of that. It's like we were talking about earlier about the habits, right? So if you have a habit of getting excited to see what the ego is going to bring up, then you're seeing more of that. Get excited about seeing what miracles are going to be performed today. Yay, what fun. <laughs> All right, we'll do that together. I like that too. I like to see the miracle. What miracles can be performed today? Oh, yeah, we better. The miracle establishes that you dream a dream and none of its content is true. Yeah, so that's the miracle. I know. I know it is. I know that's why I say it. I'm not saying anything different ever. I'm like repeating the same thing over and over. But it's necessary because of the conditioning. So it's like you keep on looking at it from a different angle and from a, a and you know with different circumstances until it's really clear. Yay. Yes, it is like that. It is like that. And you want that too because you want to come up on that fear. You know, you want to come up on that fear. You're kind of like getting prepared to, be, to come up on that fear because it's in really intense. Yeah. And so all these threads, all these layers are covering it up to keep you safe from it so you don't have to face it. But what you really want is to face it and go through it. So all of this is just unwinding it until eventually you get to that bald face fear of, wow, this shit doesn't even exist. I'm, I'm making a floor here, so it seems like I'm here. And, the, and, and these people, they're all myself, and it seems like they're all here. And everyone's actors. It's scary. It's really scary. So, so we're un, unraveling that and also getting prepared for that so you can feel the excitement in it. Because, you know, for me, that's what it is. And, you know, I'll get presented with it. Sometimes I'll just be watching a show on Netflix or something. And all of a sudden, there it is. You know, like something will, will trigger that entry into it. It's like, oh, I, oh, what fun. I love it. Uh, you know, uh, it's just, 
It gives me such a perspective on this world. It just really relaxes a, a lot of tension with the world, seeing how afraid I am of totally seeing that it's made up, which, you know, I feel like I have totally seen that it's made up before, but I grabbed it back because I was too scared to sit in that. So I grabbed it back and I put it all together. Yeah. Where it's like, I can feel the level of ache that's like, please make me a person again. Yeah. Like, I have to make this person a real person so that I'm a person. Like, the most recent, like, I'm trying to, like, I want to make them a person, and I'm like, ah, Yeah, I mean, when I saw my mind constructing the world around me and the, and the, and the bodies and everything, there was this sense, like, this is fucked up. Because it's not doing anything. It's like, but I gotta get, I gotta be somewhere. I gotta be somewhere. So let me put that together. I couldn't just sit in being nowhere. It was too scary. So, um, so now I just get uh, pieces of that kind of like gradually. It's like, oh, yes, yes. Um, I, I will go into it and go into it, you know, and, and it can be an, an, an easy, joyful, um, unfolding like that and that's actually what's going to make it evolve and change and show that uh that last part of the dream where you're waking up from the dream Mm -hmm. it's like there's this grogginess and that's the end of it you know (laughs) and laughter too because it's like none of it was real all those things that i took to be serious and important none of them are real what's up martin Well, you don't have a choice in the manifestation again. Uh, See, you're right. Why not? Why isn't it just a big-ass party? Guilt. You're right. Uh, and, you know, and it's, it's, it's set up like this. And I'm starting to see semblances like in the, uh, in the legal-slash-financial world now where people are coming out and going, everyone is actually totally rich. Like, no one needs to work. Like everyone is, everyone's already has everything. We're just like, uh, we're, we're just not knowing how to um, make it so that they can use it. Everyone already has everything. You know, we make this sense like there's this scarcity thing going on. How can you party every day if you don't work and get some money? You know, of course. Um, and, and I see that even transforming right now, even you just having that thought and, and letting it be, uh, letting it be something, you know, just letting it be. Yes, that sounds great. How about if we're all just partying all day? Yes, it is possible because it's, it's actually closer to who we actually are. If we could just party all day and don't work, right? So we made, and that's, that's a healing. So like if you feel called to that kind of energy, that is a healing for the world just to let that thought be okay without shutting it down with ideas. Oh no, we can't have that. 
because of this, right? Because it's all belief. So yeah, of course, it's like, why? The good question, why aren't we? Why aren't we just partying all day? Yeah, and, and so, and, and you know, you're going to see that made manifest too as the mind opens up to it. So you're, you know, you're a major force in that because you're connected to all of the different thought constructs that are projecting this world. You know, you're connected to all those. That's all, it's all you. So you're allowing that thought for yourself and, and allowing it to be there without shutting it down. That's the thing. We shut ourselves down. And, I, you know, our parents taught us that when we were really young, right? You're two years old and you're thinking, I could just party all day. And then some parents start telling you, oh, well, at some point, you know, you have to go to work because you have to do this. It's all in the mind. You got conditioned to believe that way. If you were allowed to keep the thought, I could just party all day, just party all day. And I found out it's not really up to parents because I have a 13-year-old who I've been allowing to just party all day, of course. Um, and he suddenly came up with the idea himself that he needs to work. He wanted to do some schoolwork. Came up with that idea. I'm like, okay, no problem. You don't want to party all day? I'm not going to hold it against you. <laughs> <laughs> So in letting people have their, and letting people have, ha, have whatever way they are, um, is what gives you the freedom to be as you are. You know, there's this common thing about, I want my freedom, but I don't want them to, for instance, bulldoze their lot. <laughs> right? You can't have it like that. Their freedom is yours. Uh, uh, like, you know, for instance, with my son, I want to have my freedom to use all my uh, essential oils as deodorant, for instance, um, and he can have his freedom to have uh, Tide and some really, I don't know, maybe it's Axe underarm deodorant. <laughs> no, no, he's, he's off that now. He's too old for that. That's a 15-year-old thing. <laughs> Yay. Yay. I have a vision that the whole world would become a big burning man. Fun. Thank you for putting that into it. That's awesome. Nobody, everyone just has their artistic uh, site where they can invite people to dance or sing or free food. Uh, just everyone just creates. Yeah, we don't. We do not. We do not need money. I love that one. We think that we think that we need money to do this. We can party all day with no money. That's the thing. We made this up. So this is also part of the healing. Look at all the different ways that we have to heal. This is exciting because because once we're aware of it, we know what's going on as far as um, the thoughts that are coming that are saying it's impossible without money, for instance. Um, I need a partner, I need support, whatever. All this stuff can just get healed. Uh, and, 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 you know, it's up to us to just allow them to be healed. And, you know, uh, it's the difference between projecting it or just observing it in a neutral way. Basically, you're neutral no matter what energy you're perceiving. See that? You are neutral 
well, no matter what energy you're perceiving. But if you're not observing what's being perceived, then you're not thinking neutrally, let's say, because you're projecting thoughts. Okay? So, hooray, everyone. Yay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.